Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage Podcast, a place where we talk about life's joys and struggles so you can feel less alone and be empowered by the hope Jesus gives. We love sharing books and resources with you. And today, Encourage Community Manager Becky Keefe sits down with one of our favorite authors. Listen now to their conversation and learn more about a book we love. Well, friends, I am so excited to be sitting down today virtually with my friend and Encourage contributor, Barb Bruce. Um, and we've already been having like the most fantastic conversation. I was like, wait, Barb, <laughs> we have, I have to press record because like, this is just so good. So welcome, Barb. I, welcome, Becky. And I'm, I'm glad everyone else is joining us. You and I are going to circle back. We can circle back things, but yep. I'm I'm thrilled that we get to spend some time together with everyone. So, Barb, we have only known each other for about a year, and which I feel like it feels longer than that, um, probably because we got to spend some sweet in-person time together in 2022, both at the Encourage Retreat and then together at Kathy Lips uh, Red House. But if I haven't told you this already, like you're one of my favorite people. Like, I just think that you are just phenomenal. And you wrote another book of a Bible study guide in a sense. Uh, and we're going to talk about that today. I'm excited about it. I was actually writing this book when you and I were, when we were at Kathy's together That's and right. we all had different things that we were doing. And I, and I'd mumble, well, let me go write some more of this book. And you'd always be like, I'm praying for you, write well. And I'd go upstairs and stare at the wall and go, God, please help me put something on this page. So uh, thank you for praying for me as I was writing this. And he did. He answered those prayers because here I'm holding in my hands um, Barb's new book, Finding Jesus in the Psalms. And it is a Lenten journey, which really just means it's a way to prepare our hearts for Easter, right? The 40 days um, before we celebrate Christ's um, resurrection. I was going to say we crucifixion. I don't really want to celebrate his crucifixion, although I'm deeply grateful for it. Um, but why the Psalms? Why this book? Well, first, uh, first, I love how you said when we celebrate the resurrection. We're grateful for the crucifixion. Um, also, second, uh, I did not grow up in a Lenten tradition. Uh, I grew up Black Baptist. Uh, we didn't know anything about Lent. My first exposure to Lent was on a college campus where uh, one February day, I couldn't figure out why all my friends all looked like they fell in the dirt. Uh, <laughs> right. I had a similar experience in high school um, where my English teacher, I thought I was being very discreet and like, um, excuse me, you have something, you have something right here. And she had to then explain to me, no, that's, that's there on purpose. It's ashes. I'm like ashes. And same thing. Like I grew up in a church that was initially Baptist. Um, and I, I did not know. I, I didn't. And so I have grown to appreciate this intentional time period that had a name to it, that had a structure to it, uh, that had a significance around it. And I, I wish that I would have known sooner because I would have celebrated the people on campus that I passed by for going, thank you for observing uh, this preparation period. And so finding Jesus in the Psalms, uh, it 
also honors this idea of preparation. The Psalms was written thousands of years before Jesus came to earth, but Jesus was present in the Psalms. He was, he, he, he was woven into this popular book of the Bible that all of us gravitate toward because it, it, speaks to where we're at in all of the levels of our human experience. And there's something in comforting and knowing that Jesus was there in mm-hmm. the Psalms. As King David wrote beyond his own life, Jesus was speaking through King David into the hope and the grace and the love and the and the perseverance and the suffering and the pain and the joy and the eternal perspective that we all would need in life. Yeah. And I think you're right. We we do gravitate towards the Psalms. And um, I've just started reading your book and I'm eager to get back to it. Um, but you you articulate something that I that I have certainly observed and experienced myself, and I'm sure most people have, is that the Psalms give us a language of our hearts and they connect deeply to human experience and emotion. And while Psalms can be often considered, you know, praise songs, that's often how they're translated, um, you know, in our modern day applications of them, but there's also lament and there's crying out and, and David is, is angry and he feels forgotten. And so, especially in, seasons of difficulty, um, which maybe just be like one long season of our lives because like life is just hard. Um, the Psalms provide this like, oh, I'm not alone. Someone else understands. And then there's these pictures of God reaching into our miry pit and pulling us out, um, being close to the brokenhearted and saving those who are crushed in spirit. And those are things that we relate to. Um, but we don't often do, at least I can speak for myself. I don't often do what you just said of like considering how Jesus is present in those very, um, Psalms and poems and experiences that we are relating to. So I'm like super intrigued about finding Jesus in the Psalms. <laughs> it, it, it is an intriguing thought because we're we're not thinking about this Jesus in the Psalms because it's an Old Testament book. And for any of us who've got any tight level of familiarity with the scriptures, uh, we know that Jesus is like, that's where we see his name. That's where we see him moving and, and interacting with humans. But uh, if you've got a little bit more Bible knowledge, you know that there are parts in the Old Testament where there we call them Christologies, where Jesus' presence it pops up. But the Psalms is very intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is this not well. I want to say blatant prophetic piece where Jesus' own words are being spoken before He ever comes to Earth. And so, as we are in this season where we're preparing for the Jesus' crucifixion and His resurrection, as we look at Jesus in the New Testament, we're actually reading words that Jesus spoke through King David in the Old Testament. Mm. And what has that, that realization, what has that done in your own life, Barb? How has that impacted the way you relate to God or the way you read the word? Well, so this is what it comes down to for all of us, Becky. And I mean, 
you and I, uh, I think one of the reasons why uh, you are also one of my favorite people uh, is because um, we haven't known each other long, but we've had real conversations about mm-hmm. the nitty gritty of life. Yeah. And the reason why it is important for us to recognize that Jesus is blatantly present in the Psalms is because all of us want to know that God has a plan as this rock that we're spinning on spins around the sun and it's spinning out of control and the and life feels heavier and heavier and heavier. We need to know that there is a God who knows what he is doing. And when you pick up the book of Psalms, it's actually right in Psalm chapter two, that there is this declaration from God as he is referring to his anointed one. And the declaration is God saying, don't worry, I win. And for those of us who place our faith in Jesus Christ, that we accept God's gift of salvation. Each day we wake up with the knowledge that no matter what we face, no matter what we have to endure, what no matter what is coming at us, no weapon formed against us will prosper because God's victory is guaranteed. For me, Becky, that is the hope I need for the life that I'm living. Does that make sense? Yes. Let's just, friend, let's just sit with that for a minute. Yes. And as you're talking, Barb, it just, I think sometimes, and especially I'm, I'm still, you know, I've been a believer for 35 years and really read my Bible for two decades. And yet still, I feel like such a novice um, when it comes to the Old Testament in particular. Um, and you know, we can, we can feel like we begin our journey with like Jesus was born. And that is so important. And yet your book is reminding me that it wasn't like God was like, shoot, these people are like really screwing up and my plan for the garden has gone awry. Okay. I guess I'll send my son. No, it wasn't plan B. It was his plan all along. And we see that hundreds and thousands of years before Christ came. And I think that that is what I'm excited about in finding Jesus in the Psalms is like, no, like he is here today. He is with us tomorrow. And he was there in all of the yesterdays, all the way back to when these Psalms were being written by, by dozens of different writers. Yes. And that reassurance As we are able to go to the Psalms and find Jesus, that grounds us because all throughout history, and I tell a number of stories in finding Jesus in the Psalms, all throughout history, there have been rulers and there have been countries that have tried to stomp out the footprint of God's influence. And I know that there are many who are listening to us today that are so discouraged because when you show up at church and you see that there are more empty seats or you hear friends who were a part of the faith, who they've fallen away, whether it is they just stopped coming to church after the pandemic or or maybe their beliefs about God have changed. And so there's this sagging feeling inside of us based on what we see. And God is saying, don't worry about what you see. People have tried and yet my word remains forever. Mm -hmm. And the Psalms always brings us back to that point. It doesn't, the Psalms honors the depth of how hard our human experience can be, but the Psalms 
also can deepen our trust in a faithful God mm-hmm. who has an eternal plan for our good. Yeah. And that's what we need. That's what I need is not only to know that God hears me, that he hears my cries, but exactly what you said, that there is an unshakable foundation that he has already laid from the beginning of time that I can firmly plant my feet upon. And Jesus, the son of God is a crucial, the crucial cornerstone to that foundation. Barb, in chapter one, you uh, share what you call a crucial question that I think is super compelling. And you say, when we limit Jesus in our heart, mind, or life, what could we be losing? When we limit Jesus in our heart, mind, or life, what could we be losing? Um, will you unpack that a little bit for us? And I even wonder in your own experience, um, can you look back and see how you had limited Jesus and and what was lost because of it? it absolutely. Uh, for me, this idea of limiting um, when we when we think about particularly the 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 Easter season, um, we we limit it to Jesus on the cross and like the the passion, all of that, the resurrection, and then we just go, okay, Easter's over, woohoo! But that limitation. That often it, it draws God in a box, uh, and when we when we put God in a box, when we say, "Hey, we're really going to imp- think about Jesus during these seasons, Christmas and Easter," when we limit God, then we're not going to be quick to draw in the influence of the gospel when we are sitting at a stoplight and somebody makes us mad. We're not going to be as quick to bring in the influence of the gospel when our kid is off the rails and and it's been years and we're losing hope. We're not going to bring in the influence of the gospel when we're looking at a marriage that has no hope and we just do we want to give up. And so this idea of 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 keeping the gospel present, God's eternal plan, I call it God's big picture. Mm-hmm. When I keep God's big picture present in my life every day, that means that I'm more likely to invite God into everyday circumstances. When you keep God's big picture, his eternal plan, that Jesus came for every single moment of every day of your life, and that the resurrection power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that God brings to your life every single day. That is what gives us hope for life. That's how we open up our eyes in the morning. And just as about you're about ready to feel that avalanche of stress and anxiety, you go, but God can help me get through this. Mm-hmm. He can help me handle this. And I don't have to live without hope or peace today. Yeah. That's what it looks like for me. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good word. Okay. I want to pivot for a minute and talk about something else that um, I associated, and I think a lot of people do, with Lent um, without really understanding it. So first, my first experience, kind of like yours, was, okay, there's these ashes. Um, And then my second was hearing uh, people, and I was kind of, I think I was exposed, maybe late high school, early college, and people were like, oh, what are you giving up for Lent? And this idea like, oh, well, I, if I want to be a good Christian, then I guess I shouldn't drink soda for 40 days or, you know, something fill in the blank. And I think when that is our posture, 
it can set us up for guilt when we don't fulfill what we think God is expecting of us. Um, and you actually um, have an encouraged article um, up sharing both about the book, but sharing about guilt and how that can infuse our, our Christian journey. So are people going to pick up finding Jesus in the Psalms and is it a guilt trip? Like, how do we think about Lent? Like, what do we, is that what God wants for us? <laughs> what I like to say is that finding Jesus in the Psalms is big on grace and no on guilt. Yes. And yes. Which is really the whole Bible. Like if we really understand the word of God, big on grace, like God isn't about guilt. He's about transformation and he's about rooting the sin out of our lives, but that's different than guilt. Okay. I'm stepping on your toes, but I just get really excited about this. Not at all. And I'm so glad you said that because when we look at this and, and for anyone, whether we use Lenten season or we use just this time of just going, okay, I want to prepare for Easter. And I want to really think through what it means to um, walk the path of Jesus during the season. Lent began uh, back in the, like the 380s, the church fathers or the church leaders, They did want an experience kind of like Jesus in the wilderness, the 40 days where Jesus gave up so that he could have this closer relationship with God. What I will say is this idea around giving up something, it's it's supposed to help us recognize our longing inside for things that are not of God. That's that was the philosophy behind it. And so we're not just giving up pop or we're not just giving up chocolate. I do have to say, though, I'm not sure people should give up coffee for Lent, (laughs) Becky, because I feel like that could be for some people a public safety issue. You know, just let that sit in your spirit, friends, however the Lord leads you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. But the this idea of giving up something, when we tie it to the understanding that it is to help us to help us nurture our longing for God rather than this thing, mm-hmm. that's healthy. But when it's based on our performance of whether or not we can successfully not have it or engage in it. That's about performance and that's about perfection. And when we follow that road, that's where we're going to find guilt at. Yeah. So if Lent is a preparation season, it's not a performance season. It's a preparation season when you allow whatever you give up, if it's dessert and you're like, oh, I really want some ice cream, but I'm letting it go. Because each time I long for ice cream, I want to pivot that longing to focus on God. And so I want to listen to a worship song, or maybe I want to pull out my phone and and look at a Bible verse, or maybe I want to say something that I'm grateful for in this moment. So every time we have that longing, we have the opportunity to praise God in that moment. But if the longing becomes about not giving in or or beating yourself up, then then it's not going to be a blessing to you. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And really, it's about is is what we are doing. Is it self-focused or is it God focused? Um, I mean, that's just another word to say exactly what I love that you said is not about performance, but about preparation saying, God, would you come and do something in my heart, in my life and use this giving up as a tool 
to show me how how dependent or focused I can be on myself or on this thing, whether that thing is online shopping or a nightly glass of wine or, you know, fill in the blank um, and help me turn that desire to really tune into my desire, which is most deeply for you. Um, Okay, friends, if you have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have with Barb, um, I highly encourage you to pick up her her new book, Finding Jesus in the Psalms. And Barb, am I remembering right? Are you getting ready to to walk some people through this book with you? Yes. Yes, I am. I wanted to uh, have my Lenten experience this year uh, shared with, with the readers. So I'm hosting an online Bible study on finding Jesus in the Psalms. It will begin on Ash Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, February 22nd. It will be in a private Facebook group. Uh, it will be live video teaching at 8 p.m. EST. And this isn't a Zoom group group. Uh, it is a group where I'll be teaching, but I'll also be inviting in guest participants as on-screen guests, a number of them each week uh, to just have back and forth conversations. So if you participate, but you hate the idea of the Zoom format, uh, you don't have to worry about being on screen, but I do want it to involve participants. So you will get a chance to see different people each week. So it's a, all you need is the Finding Jesus in the Psalms book, and it'll be interactive and just a lot of fun, but also a meaningful way to prepare for the Easter season. Mm. Okay. And so how to tell us how to sign up for that. Well, you can go to barbruce.com and there is a tab there for finding Jesus in the Psalms. And so there's a quick sign up link. It's very easy. Or you can find me at Barbruce on Instagram and there will be links there to sign up as well as uh, on my Facebook page uh, at Barbara Neal Roos and everyone can sign up there. So those are three ways and signing up is fast and easy. Perfect. And I'll give you guys a fourth way if you want to go and if you missed it earlier this week and you want to read Barb's um, recent article and it's titled Finding Jesus in the Psalms, we link to it uh, there as as well. Um, and just one more thing about that, Barb, you said 8 p.m. Um, uh, Eastern. So that would be 5 p.m. my time. I'm here in California. And I'm guessing that if that time doesn't work for you, Someone could still join in, right? And just watch the replay and participate in the comments and fully be a part of it, even if that particular time slot um, doesn't work with your schedule, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I know we're working on bi-coastal. It's one of those ways of going, all right, what's going to be the best way to do it? Yes. Uh, so yes, they you can watch again on the replay, participate in the comments. Uh, and I'll let folks know the first week, it also can be viewed in the car. And that's the great part about it not being on Zoom. Yeah, so yeah. if you are at a time of day, where it's just going to be tricky, you can listen along if you want to have your headphones in. If you're taking a walk at the gym, making dinner, uh, you can participate without having to worry about people seeing the whole Zoom situation. Yeah. Because sometimes we're just we're just not there, friends, and that's okay. Um, but I really hope that this conversation, if nothing else, has stirred your hearts to consider how you might prepare for for Easter and really that, that deepening your, uh, awareness of Jesus, um, not only in your life, but in 
God's great story, God's big story. Barb, thank you so much for just sharing um, your heart and your wisdom. And I'm going to be writing, uh, reading Finding Jesus in the Psalms um, this Easter season. And I hope you guys will join us. Thanks so much for being here. The Encourage podcast is narrated by Grace P. Cho and brought to you by Dayspring, makers of your favorite cards, books, and gifts. Visit them today at dayspring.com.